Thursday. That's right. It is time for Black and White Sports Couch Talk, powered by First Financial Bank. 317-417-8582. Call John today for all your banking essentials. 317-417-8582. And the rock star realtor himself, Mr. Sean Nugent, buying or selling a home. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today. Call him at 317-503-8322. That's 317-503-8322. Damon, what is going on? Tweeting. <laughs> tweeting away, folks. He's tweeting. just tweeting away. No, hey, if you missed good, any of the rest of the show, what? All is good. I got good, you. Bro. I was just going to say, if, yeah, that. I was just going to say while you're tweeting, if you want to find out anything that's going on with the BW Sports One world, us over here at Black and White Sports, our brothers over at Checkers and Records, our buddy brothers over there at Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast, super kicking it with Steven, our own cold stone cold Steven, and betting your ass with Rafael Esparza. Go to www.bwsportsone.com. And find out what's all the hap hap happenings is about. Didn't you yell at me on Tuesday about that? To say, oh, I thought that was only on Wednesday show. No, no, I didn't go through all the shows and the times and all that. That's for Wednesdays. I can we, we can throw it out there really quick while you're tweeting. And well, thank you. Time for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, I was done tweeting. Oh, okay. Well, I kind of <laughs> thought you were still rolling at it. No, I was I was saying since you were going into it, I was like, uh, I'm gonna find something else to tweet about. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, What's going on, man? It's been like 23 hours since I seen you. Yes, man, and a lot of things have happened in those 23 hours. I know. I am becoming a more going, positive person. Yeah, some things we are going to discuss today, and other things that we're not going to discuss today that happened yesterday. And reference to somebody losing, and I forgot. Oh man, I thought he went. I thought he went into mime mode for a second on us. No, I like, didn't go into mime mode. I went into ADD mode, is saying what I wanted to talk about and forgetting it all gotcha. at the same time. Well, I mean, you want to talk about anybody losing yesterday? I think there was only one game on, right? Nah, it was something else. Yeah, that too. Damn it. I forgot. Hockey? I don't know. 
that sure the hell wouldn't hockey. Hey, He's the Reds are going to make the playoffs, though. I'm happy about that and excited. <laughs> oh, no, I remember the Pac-12. Ah. I posted it. The Pac-12 is coming back starting in November with a uh, seven-game slate. So, basically, it's going to fall right before the uh, December 20th um college playoff selection show. So ah, so they're not gonna be able to make it because I thought you had to have eight games in. Oh it's seven. Ah if they're okay. seven or eight, no one put a number on it. Okay, okay, okay. I gotcha. Cause I don't know AD, for some reason I heard eight. Yeah, I thought I heard eight. Yeah, I mean I've heard eight, heard seven. They said well if somebody gets COVID and had to lose a game, is it six? You know they they said the eight the uh the governing bodies, the commissioners of the leagues are going to make that kind of decision, and basically they're all going to be in. But does it really matter with the Pac-12? Does the Pac-12 have anybody that has any opportunity of making that college playoff? Right now, I say um, chances of none and zero. Well, good. If you want to talk about – if you guys want to hear any of our football talk, you go to Taco Tuesday or Wednesday Night Live tonight. We're bubbling it up, baby. We are – you like that? You like that? Yes. Bubbling it up, baby. And and as of this moment right now, we are watching the uh, Seattle Storm, uh, the two-seed, Playing the Men- Minnesota Lynx, yep. the uh, the four seed, and that will be the Wubble. The Wubble, they're in the Wubble, folks. You now, Sun, I uh, know, not Sun. That's the other game. Sorry, Brianna Stewart. I mean, she's awesome. She's leading uh, the team with twenty, averaging twenty points and nine rebounds. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the team to beat, obviously, in my opinion. Sorry, I hate to tell you that, but the Aces be the team to beat. The who? Oh, the Aces. The Aces. The Vegas. Yeah, everything's coming out of Vegas now, man. Yeah, they got the MVP, uh, Asia Wilson. Uh, I think Candace Parker with the L.A. Sparks. She got uh, defensive player of the year. Um, She's so much better than her husband. Who's her husband? Um, went to Duke, Sheldon. Um, some Sheldon, 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 Sheldon. Cooper. No, not Sheldon Cooper. <laughs> I I can picture who you're talking about now. Yeah, he went. He went to Duke. I want to say I keep trying to say Eldon Brand, but it's hey, not Eldon. Why we're talking about Duke? Real quick. Guy at work today had a Duke shirt on, and me being a Carolina fan, as we all know and love. Did you push him down the steps? I walked up to him and said, hey, man, you ever notice that the middle of the D looks like a vagina? Wow. (laughs) Wow. It does. Looks like a nice slit. (laughs) (laughs) That's just because it's a Carolina-Duke rivalry, people. Oh, so what'd you do? Pull up the Duke emblem so we can see it. Oh, he had a Duke shirt on. Oh, no, this one. man, I wasn't that quick. Oh, uh, what she said. What? I don't know. Sheldon. Uh, something about Notre Dame. Sheldon something. Sheldon Day. No. Sheldon Day played at Notre Dame. His last name is Sheldon. Oh, I don't know. 
Why are we still on this? It's I, don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I can't, I can't, gives I can't a shit. give you a real reason. But um it will be a great it'll be a great finals to watch the uh the aces and the storm because I really don't think the storm got to um really um um compete to repeat from their championship a couple years ago with Stewie being hurt like that first game um of the next season. So they really didn't get to defend. That was it. That was there you go. They didn't get they, to defend that next season because David must not hurt. have a drink on his table next to him right now. No, I don't. I have uh, yeah I have see tea. I knew In something was off. I knew something was off with you. <laughs> So, yeah, it'll be great because I think Brianna Stewart got hurt first game, and then a couple games later, um, uh, Super got hurt. So, best yeah. two players out, you don't make the playoffs, then you get the number one pick. So, uh, it kind of works out. <laughs> it did, and they're definitely so, in their favor. But uh, I still that's what my pick is to, um, to make the WNBA finals, and I kind of like it. You know I mean, I think it'll be a different story if the Lynx actually had Maya Moore on that but she's off um living her cinderella story so i'm not sure she's, she's on her honeymoon, huh? she's on her honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that too so um, you just caught on to that didn't you yeah Jesus, i'm, I'm trying to wait why, why you're not moving <laughs> huh? oh. why you're not moving. damn it the damn thing went out again son of a so, i've been I'm, having issues with Uh oh, there goes Dan. Oh, no, <laughs> anyway, so I'm back a minute I'm and back. Nope. I'm back. back. You can Kinda. hear me. I know you can hear me. You just can't see me. I'm having issues with the camera. I don't know what happened. Before like the show, I was like having that. issues, and then boom, now I'm having issues again. No, not a big deal. We can go with it. You know what I mean? They like it better that way anyway. I'm sure <laughs> they do. <laughs> no, but. But anyway, we're going to that'd be a good series. So um, keep an eye on that to see if that that uh, transpire. Uh, the Suns aren't really trying to give up that easily, and the Lynx aren't a slouch either. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that and talk a little bit more about that. Uh, next up, uh, you got Billy Donovan is now going to be the head coach for the Chicago Bulls. Before we get into any roster uh, conversation about that. Mr. Dan, how do you feel about, you know, Billy Donovan uh, taking his his style of coaching to Chicago with this, this young talent that he has? Well, like I said in the notes, man, I think you got an eager coach and with some young talent, you put those two together. That's a that's a dangerous duo. Now, I'm not saying that the Bulls are going to come out next year looking like the, the Miami Heat of this year. However, I think that the Bulls may have been on a turning table, a, a tide turning um, the past. Yeah, I know. I I'm I'm still better off than you are tonight. Even with you can't see me. <laughs> um, I, th I really think that the Bulls are on, on the positive end of uh, some good basketball coming out of Chicago again here soon. Um, I think so. I mean, you got a young guard and Kobe White out of North Carolina. Yep. And you got uh, Larry Markkinen, who is a, a very solid European player. I think the question mark um, for me would be with that team would be Zach Levine. Um, are you going to continue to invest 
in 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 that early draft pick that really hasn't panned out. Granted, he hadn't had the strongest of a roster, and the turnover and the coaching in the front office hasn't been all that stable. So, um, do you continue to um, invest in Levine as one of the marketing people of that team? Or is it time to get what you can out of him and build around uh, Larry Marketing and uh, Kobe White? Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, Chicago in itself, the Bulls' name can can always market. Um, you can always get people to think about coming to Chicago just because it is Chicago. It's got a hell of a legacy in history with the with the organization. Um and why did Jimmy Butler skid out of there as fast as he could? Well he did the same thing in Philadelphia. Well no he left Philadelphia because they didn't work like he did. Well that's true. Okay. But well okay look at Jimmy Butler. He was very young. He's seen an opportunity to jump with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and he took it. I don't know. But I mean, but before he got there, you know, he went to uh, what's the name before Philly? He went to he was in Minnesota. Ah, uh, yeah. So he's been. This is his fourth team, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, and he's been in the league what six years, seven years, seven years. Okay. I don't know. You know, he was drafted by Chicago, correct? Correct. Okay. So you got a twenty-one-year-old kid. I think he was 20. No, he was 20. He was 20. Nah, he was older than that. Was he? Yeah, he went four years. I mean, he, he was a senior when he came out of Marquette. Okay. Well, you know, that's why this is your floor, buddy. It's <laughs> <laughs> your hardwood. Um, I don't know. Jimmy Butler's been known to jump ship, I guess, in, in some senses. But uh, at that time, he thinks seven years ago, Chicago was in shambles, so he probably made the best opportunity he could and got out of there. Well, jumping ship seems to be, and obviously I, we were supposed to be talking about Jimmy Butler later on in the thing. But well, could, we, could go, all, we could go with that. We could but no, go we right could mix, into it. But we could mix all that in because it's basketball talk and right. we don't follow scripts too often around here. But anyway. You're the one who brought it up. Yes, but the Jimmy <laughs> Butler situation, I don't think he jumping ship is the right frame of work with him. He's a type of player. Might think that. That's what I said. To some people, they might take it as that. Yeah, I mean, he's a type of player that he needs an organization that has that same underdog grit mentality and that work ethic type, blue collar, West Virginia, Marquette type of, you know what I'm saying, hard work. And you couldn't get it in Chicago because they're cursed from, you know, disrespecting how the Bulls brought them, how Jordan's group brought them prowlers, and then they just pissed them away like they was just regular people. And then he moved on to Minnesota where you had a, and my frame, and my mind frame is a weak-ass <laughs> Andrew Wiggins who I don't even know why people thought this cat was good in the first place. And then you had a soft-ass, probably the softest big man to come out of Kentucky and Carl Anthony Towns with a world of talent. And he just doesn't get the job done. And he doesn't work hard. Butler's about working hard. You know I mean? He go to Memphis, so he leaves and goes to Philly. You know, Ben Simmons, I think he could have hooped with Ben Simmons. But Joel Embiid was the issue. Joel Embiid in the front office. 
This guy comes to work every day and says, hey, man, we don't know who's in charge running around here. And then you got this soft-ass dude who don't do no work, come to come to camp all out of shape. Jimmy Butler has that Kobe mentality. Man, we got to come in here and get this work in. So he goes down to Miami, and he's getting that work in. Pat Riley has that organization. Mm-hmm. Eric Foster has that organization where these guys come in, and they have one thing on their mind. We need to work, work together as a team. We fight hard, and we have every opportunity, and you see that. Jimmy fits that culture. He's a leader of that culture. And they all buy in, and you see where they're at. They're one game from the finals where yep. no one had them there. Nope. Uh, like I said, I think I thought next year would be the year that they'd be really good and floating, but, man, they, they've came up quicker than I expected for sure. Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely. Um, granted, we won't we won't stroke the Michigan ego back there with Duncan Robinson stroking that thing. <laughs> but anyway, we'll get back to that. Uh-huh. Um, so basically, what we think is Chicago uh, has a good opportunity with uh, Billy Donovan uh, coming in, bringing a new culture, uh, a new mind frame, a new attitude to a very young and impressionable uh, Chicago Bulls team who only has the upside to go. So I like it. I do too. I do too. Next. Um, so Mr. Silver, uh, commissioner of the NBA, says his best to his best guess, the NBA season probably won't start until sometime in 2020, maybe January at the at the earliest. So basically what it kind of sounds like is that we won't have a 2020 season. <laughs> I mean, it's, it'll, uh, be it'll be 2021. <laughs> it'll be kind of half and half, you know. Right. I mean, the nineteen twenty, it'll just be the the twenty one twenty one, right? Yeah, I mean, it is kind of weird to sound, but I see what he's saying. I see what he's doing. You know, you're you're talking about, and I heard this somewhere the other day too. That everybody's talking about load management and how they do it now. You know, just wait until next season. Oh yeah, this it's going to be, but you know, what I mean, but some of these guys really want to play. I'm anxious to see what I'm more anxious to see is how they're going to work it because you're not going to be able to bubble these guys for a complete season. That's not going to work. You're going to have to um, come up with some type of travel. Uh, But, you know, these billionaire owners, you should be able to provide safe travel for your own private um, teams to get wherever they need to be to be as safe as they possibly can. I never understood why – Professional athletes uh, during the season were traveling on commercial uh, things anyway. I mean, shit, y'all got money for a $13 billion stadium. You should be able to charter a plane just for your staff. I would wholeheartedly agree. I mean, it's basketball. The good thing on traveling is it's not like football where you have a 53-man roster with 50 more staff members on the sidelines. You know, you got, what, 12 players, so many coaches. I mean, you have less than, you know, let's say 30 people on that plane. For the most part. I mean, I would say less than 50. Right. You know what I mean? All together. But at that point, you can split the plane trip up. You know what I mean? Players and coaches, trainers on one, and then, you know, equipment and ball boys. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
at some point in time, you're going to have to have either it's going to be this year or it's going to be next year. You're going to have a shortened offseason. It's going to happen for the lead to get back on track of timing of how, you know, one sport flows into the other. Um, at some point in time, they're going to have to shorten either a season or shorter the offseason. So um, right. this could be the angle that, you know, they're looking to get into where they're not playing the 82 game schedule. Well, I mean, that's been a lot of talk with, you know, them deplete the deleting games off the season. So we'll have to see. This might be the step that they've looking for, like you said, and and go with it from there. All right. Here we go. Next up. Yet another book, another article, another documentary, another blah 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 behind the scenes of the Lakers of Kobe and Shaq. Yeah. What else can be said? But what else can y'all tell us that we don't already know? Right. I mean, I guess the question could be, is it too soon to even be talking about this again? But then again, when is it too soon? Yep. When is time enough? But I'm really more on the fact of, you know, what else can y'all tell us that we don't already know? Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out because, I mean, I, I, I can't think of there's anything possible left to bring out on that relationship and that time at the Lakers, honestly, because everybody has done what they're doing now. To my mind, it's a done deal. No, I mean, I don't know. I mean, (laughs) you know, I mean, I I guess people are like, um, you know, how can you bring something out when the man can't defend himself? But what is left to defend? What is left to say? It's only an issue to the people to keep bringing it up. They've buried it. They've hashed it. I mean, you know what I mean? They've cooled in the fan. So why are we still talking about this? <laughs> Good question. If you, want, if you want to bring up some stuff that's unresolved, bring up this uh, Isaiah Magic shit. Bring that shit up. <laughs> there you go. I'd rather see a 30 for 30 on that rather than, you know, something else talking about Kobe and Shaq's bad relationship or whatever. Right. <laughs> um. Next up. All right. Um, from reading your comment, I think you, like a lot of other people, have kind of m- missed the point of when we were saying that LeBron was pissed off about, you know, receiving 16 votes for, for MVP. I'm looking at your comment, and I'm looking like, you know, he's pissed off that he shouldn't have won it. That's not the issue. I think LeBron knows that Giannis had the season of an MVP caliber player. I think Braun is more – and I think he's fine with not winning it. Just not getting is, more than 16 votes. Yeah. You can't tell me that more than 16 people – you know, we got uh, half the country who thinks that this guy is the greatest to walk the basketball court. And you mean to tell me that you can't get more than 16 people to say LeBron was the MVP? <laughs> you know, shit happens. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know how many votes. How many voters are there, honestly? The hell if I know. <laughs> I mean, there could be thirty. You know, thirty-three. So he got half the. He got one less than Giannis. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm so, just saying. We got sixteen votes. No, Giannis had. 
I think what eighty-five votes or something like that. I mean, he had a ridiculous. I mean, it was a ridiculous number. But yeah, I I can live with him not winning the MVP, even though I feel that he should be the MVP every time he steps on the court. But that's beside the point. Yeah, you know what I mean. But Giannis won it, and I think he's cool with that. But that's 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 like me saying I had three hundred people try my food. And only 16 people said, like, okay. <laughs> well, is there, but but is it against one other person that, that did a little bit better than you? And 284 people said that that guy's food was better than yours at that particular sitting. Yeah. I guess if I was a chef, then I can argue that. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm just a home cook. <laughs> All right, and you're anyway. good at it. <laughs> so before we get into some conference talks, we're gonna pay some bills. And aha, Dan's back. Yes. Did you just now see that? I've been back for like I don't know, at least three minutes. I've been making eye contact with the camera. Oh well, you know, I taught you something. Then I taught you something. Look at the camera, right? Looking at the camera. We'll be right back after this word from our partners. What is up, everybody? It is your boy, the ass for black and white sports. And let me talk to you about a little banking. First financial bank in John Wayne Buzzard. That's right, folks. The official bank of BW Sports One for all of your banking needs, whether it be savings, checking, mortgage loans, small business loans, and everything else under the sun. First Financial Bank and John Wayne Buzzard is where we go. Call that man, 317-417-8582. That's 317-417-8582. Or email him at john.buzzard at bankatfirst.com. That's right. First Financial Bank, the official bank of BW Sports 1. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the ass from Black and White Sports. And I am looking to buy or sell a home. I know who I'm going to call. And that's Sean Nugent, a.k.a. BW Sports One's rock star realtor. That's right, folks. Sean Nugent is the man you need to talk to if you're looking for your dream home or looking to just downsize or anything in between when it comes to your new house. Call Sean, 317-503-8322. That's 317-503-8322. Or email him, sean.nugent at talktotucker.com. You want to talk to Tucker? Talk to Sean Nugent, BW Sports One's rock star realtor. That's right. That's right, folks. And one last thing real quick. This Saturday, September 26th, Driving for Dyslexia GP down at Whiteland Raceway Park. Your boy, myself, the ass, and Tommy Boy from Checkers and Records will be on the race cart, on the race course with the carts, going fast, driving fast, shifting harder, keeping that rubber on the road. That's right, September 26th, this Saturday, Driving for Dyslexia. Check out drivingfordyslexia.org and send a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever you can to help it out. And we'll see you there because because Brad Doherty's coming. Hey, if I can get one delivered in time, I'm hitting the track. Lamborghini has released a golf, I mean a go-kart model at $1,500. 
Nope. Okay. Come on out. <laughs> nah, I'm just going to be Michael Jordan. I'm just going to put a car on the track and go find me a half-white guy to drive it. There you go. That's me. <laughs> Notice I can't have white guy and not have black guy because I want to win on the racetrack. <laughs> I get it. No, if we was going to the basketball court, then I would probably say to have black guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Archie Blunkered this whole thing all the way Straight up. up. Straight up. <laughs> Which side of the coin do we want to start with? The East or the West? Um, I guess with the West playing tonight and the East playing last night, we should start off with the East. Right. And how the Boston and how Boston has fallen to a three-one deficit to the Miami Heat. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. It's got me a little nervous on my bet, man. I'm not gonna lie. It's got me a little nervous. Um, sitting down three to one, man. I, I did not expect Boston to go down three to one when they went down two to one. I'm like, man, or no, they went down two oh, right? Yeah, yes. they went down two oh. And after that third game, I'm like, okay, they're finally getting back. And they didn't. No, no, they didn't. I mean, they fall hard, but there's some, there's some issues that is happening. One, uh, as dynamic as an offensive talent that Jason Tatum is, you cannot have zero points in the first half of the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, granted, it's not like he didn't do um, any of the other things as right. well. I know he had a couple rebounds. I know Got he had a score. steals. I know he had eight assists, you know what I mean, at the half, but – you gotta put points in the hole, man. <laughs> yeah, you got. I mean, you gotta drive and put it in there because Tatum can drive the ball, man. He can drive yeah. like no other. It's like I don't know. I, I know the shots, the few shots that he put up just weren't falling at first. But the few shots, man, you're a you're a game setter. You're a a, a man that should be taking that ball and, and rolling it out for your team, and it just wasn't there. At all, definitely well, the first half. Yeah, and I think he was, what, um, 0 for 8 to start the first half. But, I mean, when it comes to a team that's as offensively talented as the Boston Celtics are, when you got a guy of the caliber of Jason Tatum that is struggling <laughs> a bit, but is also still doing the intangible things, when he's struggling a little bit, you, you have to think that Kimball Walker or – um, who, in my opinion, is not living up to the billing um, in these bubble playoffs. I don't know if if the atmosphere is affecting him or what, whatever it is, or there's a lingering injury or something. I'm not quite sure, but right. I think Kimball Walker's an issue offensively, and we already know he was a liability on defense. Not to say he doesn't try to play defense. It's just not everybody's forte. But I feel that his offensive side is not is not pulling up its weight. Uh, Jalen Brown, you know, is an offensive talent as well, uh, but he tends to be a little more strictier than uh, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum seems to be the 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 clear alpha. Um, Gordon Hayward, you can't really expect a whole lot as of right now because just coming back from that injury and that damn mustache is filtering out a whole lot of uh positive thinking <laughs> right and some of the things that he's doing but i expect him to 
you know, really start to get back into the groove. You've been back for a couple games now, and you should get back into it. But what's really concerned to me is the trust that Brad Stevens allowing Marcus Smart to shoot the ball as much as he is. That is a problem. But Marcus, Marcus Smart shoots, over, shoots the ball over 10 times. Those are all bad shots that you're taking away. Good shots from Tatum, Walker, and Brown. I, I agree wholeheartedly, and I hope they figure that out because Marcus Smart is a great player, but he's got to play his role. Defensive player. Yes, he's, great he's, defensive player. He's got to play his role in the rest of these three games to get past Miami and make it to the finals. But if you're such a great three-pointer, you can't let this rookie hero come in here and light your ass up for 37 points. Uh, man, he was too. <laughs> I mean, he was doing it from all over the field. I mean, listen, Kentucky boys is hooping right now in these their playoffs. Yeah, they are. <laughs> it's sad to say that the cow pal, uh, cow pal boys are are rolling. I mean, if you look at it, Tyler Hero is balling all the way out. Anthony Davis is balling all the way out. And in my opinion, if L.A. does win it, that's who your finals MVP is going to be. And then you got Jamal Murray from uh, Denver mm-hmm. balling straight the way out. And they're all Kentucky boys. Yep, they are. So I hate it. Being from Indiana, I hate it. Right. <laughs> so do you think Boston can come back from 3-1 to one and win this series? Or is I don't it? Know. I don't know if they have that testicular fortitude to pull off something monumental as such as that. You know, what I mean, um, on the other flip side, Denver seemed to have that that moxie, that swag, where you know we can do a thing of that nature. I'm not seeing that from um, Boston, which I would really hope that they would. Yeah, me too, because um, I could win a hundred bucks. I mean, as of right now, the way they're playing, I mean, I can see them winning maybe one more game, but I don't see them um, being able to push this to a seven and taking it out. Yeah, Boston's definitely got to get their head out of their rear ends. And Miami, if I'm Miami, I'm I'm continuously putting the pressure on them, putting the pressure on them. Do not give up. Do not give them any little slither of hope. I mean, you got to go in there uh, tomorrow night, right? Uh, yeah, they play tomorrow. Tomorrow, you got to go in there tomorrow night and really finish them off. I mean, you kind of got to. You know, I mean, this like we talked a little bit about Jimmy Butler earlier, but this team is completely taking on um, the personality of Jimmy Butler. You know, what yeah. I mean, there's not one guy that you could say this is who we need to focus on because they're giving you so many different angles. Uh, Bam Adebayo is absolutely beast around that paint. And I think his block in game, what was it, game one? I uh, think his block, two. Game two, I think I it's pretty – yeah, game two. That pretty much has taken Jason Tatum out of the series. Uh, yeah, it got in his mind, and, and it's it skull-screwed him. You know, so he's outstanding underneath. I'm not a, good, I'm not a real big fan of Olenek. I think he's a, a Bill Lambert, Dirty S type player, um, but he does bring um, on point, uh, off the bench defense and outside shooting. I'd you say know, he's he, more of Vladi. Vladi uh, wasn't dirty, bro. No, he wasn't dirty, but he was physical. 
No, he wasn't. Oh, Linux, not physical. Oh, Linux, dirty. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, just for the simple fact of me trying to win money, I'm going to say the Celtics come back from three to one and win four to three. Go on and win the championship because I like to win money. (laughs) I do. Uh, So we uh, crossed the country, but the other gym in the bubble. Right. (laughs) Just the other side of Disney World. Right. We got the West. We got uh, Denver who avoided the sweep last night um, with the Los Angeles Lakers, who, in my opinion, is still going to take care of this series. Um, But you can't have your bigs, JaVale McGee, um, Anthony Davis, um, and Dwight Howard have a total combined seven rebounds, Anthony Davis with two rebounds. Yeah, I mean – the boards, the boards is where the games can be win or lost, and that was obviously a board loss for the Lakers. I mean, uh, definitely a board loss. Yeah. You know, we different game to play though, man. And I yeah. told you, I told you. <laughs> what you told me a lot of things this week. I told you, I told you that, well, for one, I started <laughs> off Monday with the Raiders telling you the Raiders would win. For two, the next night, I told you that Denver was going to beat the Lakers, and you're like, nah, nah, mm, nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> right. Nah. <laughs> but they did. They did. And here we are at game four. No, game three, right? Game three tonight. Game four. Game four tonight. Okay. Game four. Two to one. Yeah, that's right. Two to one. My bad. I get a little ahead of myself. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we know you. I thought you was leading to something. No. No, not at all. Just making bullshit. I guess. I don't no. Know. no, but I, I completely agree with Anthony Davis' statement. And this is what makes me like this young man a whole lot more. I mean, he could have set up there and gave you all good Paul George uh, type of uh, interview or some crazy stuff like that. But he came out and he said it. Hey, man. I'm supposed to be that guy. I want to be that guy. Yep. If I'm that guy, I cannot give you two rebounds in a game. He owned it. And he owned it. And I believe that – hey, man, I wouldn't be surprised this guy had 20 rebounds tonight. <laughs> I was going to say, he's going to come out with a vengeance on the board. He's going to not let anything get by him. He, I can see him coming out with, uh, let's say, 27 – 16 and 8. What's the 8? I'll give him 8. Uh, let's see. Assist or blocks? Uh, man. If he gets 8 blocks, I'm going I'm to shit my pants. No, okay. <laughs> let's say 27. What did I say? 27, 16. Let's say 4 assists, 6 blocks, and yeah. I'm going to go with that. Now we gotta give him something else. Gonna give him steals too. Shit, let's get it. I'll get one. <laughs> no, but, but I mean Anthony Davis. You know, and it was odd to see him with only two rebounds since he averages about four and a half offensive rebounds a game. So it was odd to see him with only two rebounds, especially the way he lives on the offensive rebounds with his effort that he goes after balls that just aren't always in his area. And plus, he has enormous higher rate of tip dumps. So 
you have to hit the offensive board pretty hard to get those type of numbers. And I expect him to bounce back really good. You know, I think what's really concerning is I think I put in here, this is a key for the Lakers that they need to do to uh, go ahead and advance and win this and win it all. LeBron and AD have to give you at least 60 points between them two. And the rest of the guys give you 25 to 30 points. And there's not really anybody I think that can score. If they're doing that, there's nobody that can score against that defense. Because if they're scoring, that means you have to run your offense against their set defense. Right. And if they're Detroit, uh, controlling the ball and eight, I mean, and LeBron starts to play on that, that, um, that elbow extended, he starts to play his role instead of playing out top or high on the wing. He starts to facilitate the offense from the elbow extended. I think they become a very dangerous, even more dangerous team. So the outside shooting is, that they were concerned about has picked up in these bubble playoffs. Catavius Caldwell Pope is stroking it. Uh, Danny Green has picked it up. And Kyle Kuzma, the X factor, is doing well mm-hmm. when he's not trying to play one-on-one ball against Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> and you know what? Honestly, you haven't. I don't know if he's getting the recognition as he should through this playoffs, but he's been a damn good factor on that team. I mean, he's been playing. There's no recognition for you to get. You're doing exactly what you deserve as the third man. If you give them that 15 to 20 points every game, then you'll get that. You know what I mean? If you're giving them 15 to 20 points every game, they're not asking for that third person to stand up. True. We're not looking for – uh, Rajon Rondo to be playoff Rondo. <laughs> yeah, you know I get saying? it. I get it. So, I mean, obviously, you're a Lakers fan. Your boys are up two to one. How many games does it take for you guys to finish off the Nuggets? Um, I think there's the next two games. I think they, like I said, you know, I thought Denver would probably get one game in here. Um, at the most, as much as I as it played out, as it looked like it could have been a sweep, I really felt that Denver was going to get one game. Uh, but I don't think it goes beyond that. I think LeBron, even in that loss, you know, down 20, they come all the way back to be down a bucket late in the game. You know, what I mean, LeBron James still had a triple double. See what I mean? Anthony Davis gets to say he had two rebounds, Anthony Davis gets six rebounds. They're they're up 3 0. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's all it was gonna take. Just a little bit more board work. Now, so I mean, I, really, if you think about it, four rebounds. If he gets four more rebounds, they're up 3 0. Well, like I said in the notes, win the boards, win the game. And uh, but you can't count out this this Denver team, though. I mean, nope. they're very exciting. Jamal Murray is doing things behind off the dribble. I, I haven't seen a lot of people shoot the ball off the bounce as well as he does, maybe Steph Curry, uh, maybe um, uh, James Harden, who shoots the ball as well as he does off the bounce. You know what I mean? You could say, what about Clay? But Clay is more of a catch-and-shoot catch type and shoot. guy. Yep. Uh, Duncan Robinson is, again, another catch-and-shoot type guy. Mm-hmm. So um, you gotta you got to be fearful of that, and he attacks the rim, and he's a quality passer. Um, you know, I agree with, with Mike Malone that – you know, yo, um, <laughs> the Joker and Murray are are a dynamic duo, and they're going to be a duo that has to be recognized in the Western Conference from this moment further. 
what make what's what's going to get them to that next level is the surrounding pieces. And I know those surrounding pieces are just ready yet. Michael Porter Jr. could be that third piece that can propel them, but he's playing so inconsistent as a rookie should. So um, who knows? You know what, what's going on? They've got you know a couple of people that have been hurt that are off that will be back next season. You know, I mean, I think the boy from Hamilton Southeastern is not playing up to his full capability because he's been hurt. So um, Denver's somebody that most people are going to have to pay attention to. Uh, they're no more the bottom of the Western Conference. They're going to compete for those top four, top three positions, I think, in the Western Conference for like the next three or four years. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, they've been close to the next level, and now they're finally – I mean, they're there. You know, they're at the next level now. Now it's just going to kick it up a notch with that young talent uh, getting more mature on the court. Yep, that's what it is. Yeah. Well, Damon, do you have anything else for tonight? I do not have anything else for tonight. I expect the Storm to win, and I expect Vegas to win. And I expect the Lakers to win. And I expect, you know what? We got to pick our games. Dolphins. We got to go. We got to pick our games. Wife, if you're watching, we got to get our games picked. You better hurry up. Who's playing tonight? The Dolphins and the Jaguars? Dolphins and Jaguars. Yeah, go, I'm going go with the Jags. Go Fins. You going with the Jags? I'm, I'm going, going with the Fins. That's how we keep it. That's how we roll, folks. Black and white sports. Couch talk. Powered by First Financial Bank. 317-417-8582. Call John today for all your banking essentials. 317-417-8582. And Mr. Sean Nugent. Our rock star realtor himself, 317-503-8322. Buying or selling a home, talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And one last time before the races, September 26th, this Saturday, folks, during the day, we have the Driving for Dyslexia GP down at Whiteland Raceway Park, your boy, myself, and... The Tommy boy, the stash over at Checkers Records, will be on the course driving fast and shifting hard to keep the rubber on the road. Damon, what do we do? We take the remote and we get ready to change it to the NBA and we try to keep this shit sporty as best we can. I can't do it as good as the pew pew girl. Pew pew. Peace. Pew. Pew.